0: Before we get started with this episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast, a couple things to talk about. First, Thrive Fantasy. If you like playing daily fantasy sports, they've changed it up for you. Instead of dra- drafting lineups with individual players, you do prop bets. It's tons of fun. they got baseball, basketball, football, and they've introduced PGA to the mix. They do round-by-round prop bets. It's so great. Pick six prop bets plus a couple ice bets. You win, you get paid. It's as simple as that. When you use promo code SPORTSDEGENS, all one word, SPORTSDEGENS, and you make your first deposit of $10 or more, you get a free $10 by using promo code SPORTSDEGENS. So go check out Thrive Fantasy. It's in your app store under Thrive Fantasy. Make your first deposit of $10 or more. Use promo code SPORTSDEGENS to get a free $10 back at you. Also, go check out our good buddies that have been with us for the show for a long, long time, Fansharesports.com. They are great in ownership projections, articles, all kinds of cool tools over there at Fansharesports. They started with golf. They got into football. They're crushing both. And right now, if you use promo code ALWAYSPRESS, all one word, ALWAYSPRESS, Get 25% off of any package of your choice, football or golf. Up to you. Also, they have the limited-time early bird special through the end of August. Get the whole NFL season for ninety nine ninety five. So go to Fansharesports.com. Use promo code ALWAYSPRESS. Lastly, if you go to rating and review on iTunes, we'd much appreciate it. It would help the podcast out quite a bit. All right, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the, of the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast, previewing the 2019 Northern Trust.
1: Lay, like, sir, sir,
0: yeah, yeah, another episode of the the Pressing pga dfs podcast previewing the first leg of the fedex cup playoffs the northern trust you can find the podcast on twitter at always press dfs we are working on finding a video platform for you in the future but google hangouts is out so if you have any good ideas slide into the old dms and let us know but in order to break this whole tournament down my co-host as always on the twitterverse at dfs golf gods jesse how we doing man
1: i'm doing well dude how you doing
0: i'm doing i'm doing it's monday it's uh it's a 122 man field, but uh, it's not that bad.
1: Yeah, it's the playoffs, dude. It's the, get 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 pumped up.
0: Is it bad? I'm already looking forward to the fall swing. <laughs> I actually, I enjoy those little uh, tournaments. I really do.
1: I'm not gonna lie, dude. It's you know, if 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 you're out there grinding golf, it's it is a grind, and you know that from baseball, which is, <laughs> yep. I mean, obviously a shorter season, but it's every day. Mm-hmm. Um at least we get, you know, we only do this like once a week, but still it's, it's a grind. Hello, man, I'm with you. It's, uh, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out if I like this, uh, schedule. schedule. Not. I'm still yeah.
0: List. It'll be funny when we, or not funny, but it'll be fun. When we recap every, the end of season recap, we can really sit back and look at the, uh, schedule and how it played out and see how yep. it all, because you know, somebody will write some smart ass article out there. We can critique and have fun with, so, uh, that, that'll help the whole situation out. But, uh, the The past weekend, Benny Ann was rolling at the Wyndham, and then he choked it away towards the end. He still played really well. Choke's probably a, the wrong word to use there, but he played well. J.T. Poston gets his first career win. He's the 14th first-time winner this year, which is insanity. And he did it without a bogey, bogey-free, all four rounds, first time since Lee Trevino in 1974. I wasn't alive. Pretty sure you weren't alive, Jesse. So that's pretty wild. Uh, what's your thoughts on the postman who always says he's open on Sundays? He was open this Sunday.
1: Did you say fourteenth first time winner?
0: Yes, fourteenth on this year. Ridiculous! Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's insane. That is
1: wild. Um, I mean, there was a couple things with it. I I thought, you know, I thought Ben on was going to win. Um, yeah. Well, he was bogey free really until that bogey. Well, he fucked up that. I think it was the fifteenth hole. Was it yeah. the fifteenth? I think uh, so. Yeah. Bar five. Both times on the weekend by hitting it into this the long shit and then having to take an unplayable. Um, very odd thing to do because I don't know if guys were laying back there or what. I, I didn't get to watch a whole hell of a lot of golf this week. Uh was playing again, but um, just a weird deal there to hit it in the shit twice and then have to lay back and basically cost himself two shots and then he loses by one. I mean, he, he lost by he lost by uh, two. Sorry. Because he, he, he bogeyed the last Oh, yeah. Because he, I also. mean, he went after that putt. Yeah. I mean, he, he went hard
0: after He yeah. did not leave it short. He did not take yeah, it day in at the open.
1: He, he rammed it. Um, yeah. He gave it a chance, and it had a chance. I mean, it, it was almost in the damn hole. Uh, but, uh, anyways, yeah, I mean, that was just odd for him to do um, both days there. I mean, the, the, the golf course was obviously playing very easy. I mean, there was shit ton of guys over 10 under par. I mean, over half the field that made the cut. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, but po- posting dude, I mean, it, it, just imagine going, I, I played in a two man scramble this weekend and we didn't go bogey That's free over, say, both yeah. days. <laughs> over two days, you know, yep. um, uh, on a much easier golf course, you know? So yeah, it's a uh, very impressive, um, for JT there. Um, you know, like you said, another first-time winner. It's it's. I don't know. I feel like this has just been bizarro season.
0: Well, a couple of things like the like you said, the bogey free. Framb- like we pretty much anybody that's listening to this that plays golf has probably played in a scramble. And like goal number one of the scrambles, don't bogey any holes, right? And somewhere along the way, you're gonna bogey a hole. The, the your whole inside just goes, well, we can't win the tournament now. Right. And that's like you said, a scramble. Like I was watching JT. I watched most of Sunday. And I was telling Jesse I was had a headache. I was on the couch watching it, and he'd have like. 10 to 15 footers, and they looked like because those greens were pretty good speed, undulating like crazy. And he was just piping them right down the gut every time just boom, 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 yep. not an issue, like unfazed. And he, he was great, though. The interview afterwards, he said he was nervous as hell, he was thinking about it, like he, but then he had some funny, like jokes about it too that kind of loosened him up. And it, it was really good to see. I love these young guys, like he's good friends with Keith Mitchell. There's a video online of Keith Mitchell, like, celebrating when he made, like, won. Pat Kazire was by the 18th hole videoing his final putt for him. Like, because these are all buddies. And we've talked about it so many times with the JTs of the world and stuff. But there's, like, a whole bunch of these young guys. And they all get along so well. And 14 first-time winners. Uh, Hovland almost did it again this week. And he finished fourth. And he played great. It would have been Binion's first win. He's 28. He would have been considered an old guy, probably, in this whole thing. It, it's ridiculous, but in like a good ridiculous way. What's taking? by Sanjay M played great. Um, a lot of a lot of really good golf, and then lost in the mud. But to, to some, but not all, is um, Web Simpson because Benyon bogeyed eighteen. Webb finished second, and uh, just continues to do very well at Wyndham. So it, it it was a fun weekend of golf. I don't mind birdie fest like that when it's like everyone's going on a birdie fest, not just like Tiger Woods running away with the show. Yeah. So, if you got you got anything else on that, are you ready to move on to the FedEx Cup playoffs? Uh,
1: just want to mention, you know, Josh Teeter too. Um, yes, not a, uh, a that Saturday round just absolutely killed him, but he bounced back really well on Sunday. Uh, was very happy to see him, you know, shoot sixty four on Sunday and and get inside the top six there. He just barely missed the the, the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and and by doing that Sunday, he got a conditional card. So he's not a full time. He's going to Corn Ferry. He's got a good chance of, you know, finishing high enough on the Corn Ferry playoffs or finals to do well. But um, he's still – where he, I think he finished in the top 150 still, so he got his condition uh, conditional card for next year. He'll yep. still be out there. But like I was telling you earlier, I was reading something today. Saturday he shot one over. And he shot – he was two over early. I was wondering what was going on. He's kind of, kind of just coasted the rest of the way, finished one over. And I read late yesterday that apparently – Thursday, Friday was lift, clean, and play. He didn't get the memo that it wasn't on Saturday, and he got penalized like on the second or third hole for lift, clean, and play. Got penalized a stroke, and from then on out, when he just basically played par golf, like he was just wasn't the same because he was super aggressive early in the week and on Sunday. But that Saturday, like the the guy quoted it, like I think Teeter said it or someone close to Teeter said he basically just went brain dead and just kind of coasted the rest of the
1: way. It must have been on the eighth hole because that there's just he hit it in the fairway and then shot two penalty. Um, that's got to be
0: what it is then yeah
1: yeah and so but he, i mean even before that he had a kind of a rough start you know i mean it, maybe it was just some nerves or whatever of being in contention i know a lot of people were reach probably reaching out to him you know saying hey good luck and whatever so but i mean he had a hell of a finish to the to the year yes. he played really well coming down the stretch so uh um, very he's, very happy for him and lee
0: he's gonna be like just one more of those guys that we'll have to remember because there's a slew of them we're seeing right now that You know, there's the West Coast guys. He might be an East Coast guy. Just something to think about. He he likes the Bermuda, you know, courses and some of these different, less-than-driver courses where it's more shot-maker stuff. He's got that approach game on on point at some of these courses. So, something to definitely keep in mind when we keep doing this year after year after year. All right, let's get into the FedEx Cup playoffs. It's uh, the Northern Trust up at uh, Liberty National Golf Course. I'll get into the preview in a minute, but – Supposed to be the top 125 in the FedEx. We have 122 this week because Paul Casey's taking the week off. Henrik Stenson and Sam Burns are not showing up. Sam Burns apparently, like, messed his ankle up, like, broke it or something, getting a rebound in a kid's basketball game. So uh, Burns and Stenson, I don't think, qualify for the next round. So they're just out of the playoffs altogether. But we have 122-man field. T70 and ties make the cut. No MDF this week. What do you got on past history, Jesse.
1: Yeah, so it's uh we're playing at uh, Liberty National, uh which is a country club in New Jersey, um right on the Hudson. It's uh you can see the um you, you see the New York City skyline very close up uh from the golf course. I think it used to be a uh landfill, um, yes. if I'm correct yes, there. Was. And a lot of people will remember it from the 2017 Presidents Cup. Uh
0: got a little rowdy there.
1: Yep. So that, it was played there in, in September and October or September twenty three through October 1st of 2017. Um, but it's hosted uh, a couple other events in 2009. Um, I think it hosted the, the Northern Trust. Yeah. And Heath Slocum. Yeah. Um, no, Heath shot, Slocum. Yeah. <laughs> Heath, Heath Slocum. Shot nine under, one by one shot over Ernie Els, Padraig Harrington, Steve Stricker, and Tiger Woods. Remember that last name? Uh, 2013, same same tournament. Uh, Adam Scott won. He was 11 under. He won by one shot over Graham DeLay, Justin Rose, Gary Woodland, and Tiger Woods. Um, Coincidence. So that's, that's pretty much the course history as far as the event goes. Bryson won this event last year. Um, DJ won it the year before. Patrick Reed was the 2016 champion of the Northern Trust. Jason Day was the 2015 champion. But... Again, you know, these were played at different golf courses. This this event basically is bouncing around New Jersey and New York to different golf courses uh, year after year, which is not, uh, not the best for us in the betting world, but it is what it is.
0: Yeah, it's not the best. But if you look back at that President's Cup team from 2017, um, you have almost the entire U.S. team outside of Hoffman, I believe Duff Daddy, and uh burger the other the other 12 will be here this week and when it comes to the euro team Schwarzl Johnny Vegas Hadwin Tanahara Ikeda Hautong um they actually have more I could have read you the ones that are here but um a few of the uh euro or international players will be here but a lot of the US guys played here in 17 and they they dominated for the most part but uh rowdy crowd rowdy rowdy crowd i believe this is where Mark Leishman's wife wrote a bad uh, letter about the people and the behavior of the Presidents Cup fans, if I'm correct. Uh, yeah,
1: I don't I don't remember much I'm not a huge Presidents Cup guy, but yeah, it's usually a bloodbath. But uh
0: little yeah. course preview, I'm not going to go super deep because it's pretty much for me when I was researching it, it's a lot of what we've seen in the last few weeks. It's uh Liberty National as you said out there in uh, Jersey City, New Jersey on the coast out there. Par 71, 7,370 yards, so instead of a par 70, it's like we've been seeing, 71, still not super long. It's got three par fives instead of two. All three par fives are pretty reachable. One of them's a little trickier because you usually have to lay up off the tee box, but that right there is the biggest key on this course. Like we saw a lot last week, you can hit your driver here if you're very accurate, but there's a lot of holes that you're not going to hit your driver. You're going to hit it to certain parts of the fairway so your approach game comes in exactly like a donald ross design this is this is not a donald ross but like a donald ross type design that we've seen in recent weeks um Web simpsons even come out and said in, in some things i read today that it resembles donald ross golf courses like pinehurst that he grew up on so a lot of similarities there the greens are um bent grass we have not had full bent grass greens in a while using bent grass and poa these are 100 bent grass very contoured good speeds like 12 and a half. Uh, 12 and a half on the stem, so they're going to be very fast, kind of like we saw last week. Um, A lot to think about there. There's 10 water hazards on the course and 90 bunkers. Again, shot placement, accuracy off the tee, approach game, all very, very important. Uh, Ball strikers have done very, very well here. Those names that Jesse read off that had big finishes here were all very, very good ball strikers, some of the top ball strikers on the tour at that point in time. So off the tee game, accurate off the tee, ball striking, and, uh, you know, I'd say bogey avoidance would be a big thing because the one thing being on the coast there, if it's not windy, you can score. But if it's windy, that's kind of the the defense to the course. It's not supposed to be too windy. Uh, It might rain a little on, say, um, Wednesday. But the rest of the week should be pretty nice. Mild winds. Wouldn't be surprised if we see like a a low teens winning score here. But overall, not too tricky as long as you're accurate off the tee. What kind of stats are you looking at here, Jesse?
1: Yeah, it's uh like you were just talking about. It's kind of like an accuracy model type of week. Um, just being good tee to green is is what uh, is what I'll focus on. Uh, keeping it in the fairway off the tee, hitting the green, and then uh, the ability to get up and down. I think is also important this week. Uh, and and avoiding avoiding bogeys. Um, so bogey avoidance. So it's kind of what I'm looking at.
0: Yep, I dig it. All right. A little fancier sports real quick. Again, if you use the code Always Press, all one word, you get 25% off the package of your choice, golf, or the NFL. And they still have the NFL Early Bird Special till the end of August for ninety nine ninety five. So go check it out, sports.com, code Always A couple things to look at, guys, coming in in just good form in the last six events when it comes to DraftKings scoring. Leading the way is Webb Simpson. I think that's a name we're going to hear a lot this week. So keep Webb in your mind. Moritawa second. Neiman Brooks Tringale. Patty Reed, Von Taylor, Patrick Cantlay, uh, Matthew Wolf, and Bryce Garnett. So there's some names on there that aren't just the big names that you'd expect in a field like this. Something to definitely keep in mind. Um, then we look at the last six events on Bentgrass. Marikawa's played two events, and Wolf has played two events. Both played very good on Bentgrass. But Brooks has averaged almost 98 points in the last six. DJ Sam Ryder's playing really good on Bentgrass. Uh, fleetwood cantley lucas glover hadwin and webb simpson couple to think about there again that web name and then lastly i did just uh par 71 7200 to seventy-four hundred yards which fits this mold the last six events on these morikawa's only played one he played pretty well there um and then you got justin thomas ricky fowler brooks de dj some of the big names show up on that one but bitgrass and overall current form you can get some uh Kind of sneakier plays, I have a feeling. When you really want to break it all down. All right, let's get into the scoring, Jesse. We got five guys over ten k. You got Brooks Kapka at twelve thousand dollars, and I can't argue with it. Uh, Rory at eleven four, DJ at ten seven, Rom at ten four, and Justin Thomas at ten thousand dollars, ten k and above. Jesse, where are you
1: going? Um, if I'm up here, and you know, again, this is, you know, we talked about Webb last week. First of all. Let me go back to that real quick. He was 11400 last week and was still somehow like the highest on guy. That was crazy. On, on DK. Um, I was super not shocked exactly. by that. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, I mean, is everybody going to be paying up for Brooks this week? I would say not. Uh, therefore, that I lean towards playing him. But then again, is this a tournament he gives a shit about? I mean, I don't know. He just won $2 million because of the Wyndham (laughs) thing or whatever. Um, He's in the driver's seat right now. I mean, because he's leading the Facts Cup, isn't he correct? Yes. Uh, Um, So, I mean, but, uh, you know, I I would be willing to take a chance with Brooks up here. Uh, Just, I mean, I don't really have to talk about him other than his price, which is $12,000. Everybody knows kind of what's been going on with him. So, I do like him. The other guy, uh, would be John Rom. Um, never played here, but hasn't finished outside the top eleven in the last two months. So he's playing all really, really well. And uh you know, I, I do lean on these more difficult tracks toward the guys who um have played them but also have played you know, can play good tough tracks. And I I feel like John Rom can assuming he just keeps his head out of his ass. One interesting guy is Rory. I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what people will do with Rory. Um, The thing about Rory is he's, he's actually been avoiding bogeys um, and hitting a bunch of fairways. Uh, But, you know, I mean, he's just so sketchy. He did finish 19th here in 2013, but, I mean, uh, you know, it's one of those things where kind of pick your poison up here. DJ, I don't know where his head's at. JT, I don't know if I want to pay $10,000 for Justin Thomas. So, for me, it'd be be between Brooks and Rom. But, you know, if you're playing a lot of uh, entries in GPP, I would sprinkle in some Rory too, just in case.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. We saw it with Webb last week, like you said, because I think there's a lot of value down below that we all found as the week went on, like Ryan Armour and some of those other guys. There's a lot of value down there again this week. Uh, so I wouldn't be shocked if Brooks is a little higher than normal. Then again, Brooks is always low and we always wonder why. But uh, for me, it's pretty simple. You pretty much nailed it all. It's Brooks and it's John Rom. Those are the two guys I got circled up top here. I think Rom is playing great golf. Like you said, he could come in here and uh, pick apart a course like this when he's on his A game but so can Brooks. so at all these guys, but I don't know where DJ's at at all. He looks lost. Um, can't putt regularly. Can't do anything regularly right now. It's bad. But uh, Brooks and Rom would be the two I'd be going with. I really, I'm going to try to find a way to put a nice Brooks lineup together and see what happens. But uh, Brooks and Rom for me, JT is coming in a little better, but I don't know. It's just tough for me to go there. I guess I should probably look at him more. I'm just not on him right now. Um, you got know, 12th, 11th, and ninth. The last three events he's played in, he's getting better and better. So the wrist is healthy with him. It's all about putting, and his putting's been all over the board lately in tough, a tough greens like this kind of scare me a little so i think i'll be sticking with brooks and rom for now unless i see like jt on wednesdays at like three percent ownership or something we we're gonna to have to get a little jt action in there but for now it's rom it's brooks we move on to the 9k range where we got tommy fleetwood at 98 justin rose at 96 webb simpson at 94 fowler at 93 cantley at 92 cooch at 91 and lt gray the runner up back-to-back times here at nine thousand. where are you going here jesse
1: I mean, if you want to talk about some ball strikers, it's right here in this uh, in this range. I mean, I think my favorite play this week is going to be Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, I do think that Webb will be popular. Um, I won't avoid him just because of that reason. I mean, the dude's playing really well uh, and has played well here in the past. He finished 15th here in 2013 and 8th in 2009. So uh, it's quite obvious he likes this golf course. Two straight top twos. He's got three Top twos in his last five starts. I mean, the dude is playing very, very well. That won't go unnoticed. Um, but I I do like those two the best, like my two favorite plays. And, you know, it may not be groundbreaking stuff, but I like also pairing them with Cantlay. Um He's never played here, but he, he tends to hit the ball pretty straight and um, avoid the big numbers. Uh, hasn't missed a cut since the player's championship back in March um a bunch of top 5s he's got a win in there uh, since the win he's kind of you know not played necessarily as well but you know this is the time to 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 turn it on here you know coming off a week off too so those are my three favorite plays now if you want to also mix in Justin Rose in there I would not be against that at all Justin's playing pretty well and has played well here in the past he finished second here in 2013 and 41st the last time which was 2009 um, hasn't finished finished outside of the top 20 in his last four starts. The dude is playing very well. So those would be my four favorite plays with Tommy, Webb, and Cantley being like the three top.
0: Well, once again, we are uh, on the <laughs> same page here as I really, really do like some Tommy Fleetwood fourth and second in his last two events. Uh, you like ball strikers, like you said. There aren't many better than Tommy Fleetwood, and he's locked in. Big fan of that. And then Webb Simpson, I don't really care about the ownership this week. I'm going to bite. He loves this golf course, loves, loves, loves this golf course, and coming in in just phenomenal form. He loves putting on these greens. He's finished 15th and 8th here in the two times he's played. Back-to-back second-place finishes. I really like Webb this week. It's hard. I'll I'll differentiate. He's got three second-place finishes in the last five events he's played in. Like, he's playing really, really good golf. So, yeah, Webb will be on my list. And then my other guy, very good cash game play with some upside. You know, he actually took some weeks off. He's finished 19th and 28th here, the two times he's played. Last two events, he's played 43rd and 41. Not ideal, but could he put something together here on an accuracy course if he gets you know, around 11 under, wins it? Matt Kuchar at 91 has my attention as a guy that can uh, you know take his time getting around the course. We saw him at the U.S. Open compete at something like that. If we're looking at a not a bloodbath, not a birdie fest, Kuchar could uh, hang out. and uh, You could see him towards the top 10, top 5 by weekends in at 9,100. If anything, I really like him for cash. To make the cut and um, you know not not hurt you too much uh, with the cooch at ninety one. All right, right, let's get into the eight k range here, where we got another slew of good golfers. It's the way it's going to be the next few weeks with uh, the best of the best playing. We got Xander at eighty nine, Scott at eighty eight, Molinari at eighty seven, Bryson at eighty six, Morikawa. I love how he's in the middle of this group at eighty five hundred. Matsuyama eighty four, Finau eighty three, Day eighty two, Reed eighty one. Spieth eight thousand and Horschel eight thousand. By the way, did you see Spieth won't even be on the Presidents Cup team unless he gets a special invite from Tiger. Did
1: you see some of the guys who are ahead of him?
0: Yes, it's it's amazing.
1: Yeah. Did you also see his round on Saturday? <laughs> Completely
0: trunk slammed to MDS. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't. He the worst like, round of the. He had the worst round of the entire tournament. Shot no like almost eighty at that golf course. Yep. Yeah,
1: that's blows my mind. But uh, yeah. So, so, you got the 8K right. <laughs> <laughs> Start up top with Adam Scott, assuming he's using the broom putter. Um, we're going to need some confirmation on that. Obviously, past winter here, the last time the, the event was held here, he won it. If he's striking the ball, you know, it's uh, it, at these types of events where the scoring doesn't go crazy low because people are just making putts from all over the place. Um, Adam Scott is usually in contention. See the U.S. Open, he finished seventh there. The Memorial, he finished second there. The PGA Championship, he finished eighth at that event. Um, I mean, he's basically not even hardly played this year, and still somehow qualified for the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, so I, I I like Adam Scott, assuming we can kind of confirm that he is going going to use the the broom. Um, An eighty five man, eighty five hundred Morikawa. Um, it'll be interesting to see how highly. If he gets very much in the podcast tout world, um, buzz, uh, the guy is just playing well. And, you know, last week he hit 75% of the fairways. The week before that, obviously, a different golf course up in Reno, he hit 85% of the fairways, um, hitting a ton of greens. And, uh, last week he was just kind of, you know, just had the kind of off Saturday round. I don't know exactly what happened there, but, Either way, I like him at 8,500. Jason Day is interesting at 8,200. I mean, I feel like this is just a super low price on him. He finished 25th here in 13 and 12th in 09. Um, it's been a, I would say, a disappointing year for Jason, um, kind of up and down. If he can keep it in the fairway, I like his chances. Uh, so he's a GPP play for me. And then again, going back to Spieth here at 8,000, I hope a lot of people saw that terrible round and just completely ride him off. Um, I know the driver is completely wonky, but just looking at some kind of course history stats, he did play here in 13 and he finished 19th. I know that was seems like ages ago, especially for Jordan Spieth, but you know, I, I think he's worth a GPP look um, because I do think his ownership will be down, and that price is just way, way down there. So you're on the Spieth train. If very, he can, you know, it, it, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, assuming he can. Keep it in the fairway. That's the big question with Jordan. Um yep. And his putter saved him so much last week. I, I understand that, but, you know, it's one of those things, just kind of an ownership type of deal for me versus an ownership and potential <laughs> mixed in. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I think he did shoot five or six under the opening round, so he could string it together. Like you said, he was completely – I would have loved uh, audio on him and that's that Saturday. He shot 64-67-77. That's like he was – if he puts together like another 67, just three under, he's hanging around. (laughs) He's he's right there. But, uh, yeah, he completely trunk slammed. All right, my 8K guys, Xander time. 8,900 blocks. Talking ball strikers. uh, Accuracy, he's been putting pretty well of late. I think Xander Schauffele at 8,900. Very much in play. uh, 27th, 41st, third in his last three events on tour. I, I will go to some Xander at 89. And then I think I'm going. Actually, I know I'm going, but I think this is a Molly week. 8,700 bucks. We're talking mm-hmm. about guys that are accurate with their irons. That's Francisco Molinari. Like, if he's not accurate with his iron, he's not going to win anywhere. But uh, when he's on, he's one of the better ones out there. So I think Molly is a very, very good play here. 11th place at the Open, as we know, that big backdoor Sunday. But he's a cut making machine with upside to win. So I like him at 8,700 bucks, probably going overlooked in this range. Another guy who we kind of wrote off, I think at the open, and I'm willing to go back to him if ownership's right, is Tony Finau. Uh, 27th and a third in his last two events. The third was at the open, 23rd prior to that. At 8,300 bucks, give me a 23rd and we'll move on with some upside. Um, if he's accurate off the tee, he'll be just fine, which is, is an if at times with Tony, but we know his approach game is very, very strong. And if he can get to a lot of those par fives and two, it can make up for a few hiccups here and there. So phenal at 83, I think it's very interesting. The Red hot uh, current form for me is very big uh, this week and throughout the playoffs, but uh, Patrick Reed at 8,100 bucks. There's not many hotter guys on tour right now than Patrick Reed, at least not hotter guys without a W. 22nd, 12th, 10th, 23rd, 5th in his last five events. He's made seven straight cuts on tour. I think Reed at 81 is a great price tag. And then last but not least, Another guy that uh, the approach game, the iron play, is on point right now is Billy Ho at $8,000, uh, a sixth and a ninth in his last two events, missed the cut at the open, and then a 17th and 32nd at the ninth in his previous three events from there. So I, I like this AK range. I like the fact that we're actually different for once. So um, I'm going Xander, Molly, Finau, Reed, and Billy Ho in this range. I really like Molly, Reed, and Billy Ho if I had to pick just three at this point in time. All right, 7,500 and above. Jesse, where are you looking at? Uh,
1: I'll start with Rory Sabatini. Um, Started off really well last week and almost was the first-round leader. He finished 13th here in 2013. He missed the cut in 09, but uh, he's just having a really, really solid year. So uh, I will go with him over the guys in this area. I think there's potential that Ben on is going to be chalky, um, maybe potentially rightfully so. Uh, Gary Woodland – i've already seen his name floated around several different you know by several several different people who um have some ability to influence in uh, in the d f s world so i and he just had twins now is that
0: good Beautiful. or bad
1: i i don't know but like he's just not playing well enough for me he's never played here and since his went to the u s open he's miscut miscut fifty fifth so you know i i i just i don't know about that and i think leishman will probably get some ownership too so i mean just give me sabatini i know he's the name recognition isn't there and, and amongst these other guys so i'd rather have him and then also matt wolf um did see where he was kind of switching his swing up a little bit this week and yeah it could be a good, good or bad thing with it. <laughs> yeah i mean it could be a good or bad thing maybe he just sticks maybe it was just i don't know some pr play who knows but the guy can play golf um i know he's been playing in a lot of kind of shit events obviously and uh now is the time to like show against the really really good the best golfers in the world you know if he's able to to hang with them um and then charles Howe the third at 7500 made the cut both times here finished 33rd and 13 just been playing solid golf 22nd 6 23rd 35th in his last four starts he just i mean he's like one of those guys who just hits it He's not necessarily going to need the bomb it. Um, he's hitting a bunch of fairways, and a bunch of greens recently. So, I'll take him. I think Ches Reevy might potentially sneak in there. He did miss the cut in 2013, but he's played these kind of like I mean, he finished third at the U.S. Open this this year. Um, did miss the cut at the British Open, but you know, he, if he can just hit it down the middle and then you know, play his normal game, and you know, he could be he's kind of a. Par power maker type of guy who I could see, you know, making the weekend. So that's yep, it for me. Uh,
0: I do like Sabatini a lot this week, which you, I echo what you said. Really like what I saw with him last week, and then he finished real strong. Uh, CH3, very good cash game play with some upside. I do like Revy as well. He was on my list. And then the two other guys, I do like Gary Woodland this week. He played here in the President's Cup, and he loves this course. All the quotes I read on Josh Culp's, um, uh website with all the past event quotes. He raves about this golf course. He loves how he can hit his driving iron all over the place. Basically, everything he said, the way he described his play there, reminded me how he played pebble. Driving iron all over the place, approached it in. Put, he put it out of his ass at Pebble. There's no hiding that. But, you know, if he can do that at um, 7800 bucks, just compete, I'll be a fan of that. And then I'm curious to look at ownership this week. I know he kind of choked on Sunday, but Benny on at seventy eight. when you're talking ball strikers and approach, like this guy is one of the better ones out there week in and week out. A, a third, a 32nd, a 13th, a miscut, is 16th, a 17th. That's his last five events. He's 17th or better than four of those five. So our four of those six, four of those five made cuts. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Benny on at 78, hopefully a low ownership coming off a miscut. Uh, so if I had to pick a couple here, it's Benny on and Sabatini. Those would be my top two in a 7,500 above range. And then I want to look at uh, the ownership. I'm not on Sanjay M right now. But if he's super low owned he could be a nice pivot off of someone just because he's another guy when his iron plays on strong
1: but uh I feel like I him and he... Neiman will both be chalky, yes and that's why I didn't even want to I like, I've got go him checked off here, them. here but like yeah i'm I'm with you i mean i I feel like the chalk here will be m Neiman and and Ben on
0: that's that's one thing I'd really say about this tournament with so many elite golfers like when we get in the six k range, there's actually really good golfers down here, yeah um right. like you don't have to play chalk there's easy pivots. When only 52 guys or so are going to miss the cut, there's easy pivots. So um, not saying you have to avoid all chalk. Like if Webb Simpson's chalk, I'm going to play Webb Simpson still. But there's a lot of guys in these, like, when they're kind of coin flip guys, don't play the chalk. Just go right off it. Real simple stuff there. Um 7,400 and below, Jesse, what are you looking at?
1: Start up here with, at 7,400 with Kokrak. He finished ninth here in 2013. And, you know, if it's a golf course where he doesn't have to make a lot of putts, um, Give me, give me some of that. He's he figured something out. He started off really slow last week. Shot seventy in the first round. Missed a shit ton of putts. Lost a shit ton of putts or sh- shots or strokes, putting. Um, so, I will I will jump on to the Kokrak uh, bandwagon. I wasn't on him last week, but uh, I'll be back this week. Um, Kyle Stanley's interesting at at seventy two hundred. Talk about ball strikers. If the guy can, and it seems like he has been hitting it better. Um, hit a bunch of greens last week, uh, hit six, 68% of the fairways basically. Um, been hitting a bunch of fairways recently. So I, I like him at 7,200. Um, streelman missed the cut last week. Uh, I think it was on the number. Yeah. yeah he's
0: one off. Yeah. Finished at 300. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cost yeah. me, cost me a very, very nice six of six.
1: Rather tilting, um, him and Cam Smith. Yeah. Did you see Cam Smith? Chunks, lame it. Bogeyed last no, I, yeah, I, I missed
0: that because I, I thought he was cruising into it, and I looked at stats today. I saw he missed the cut. I was like, what?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Strillman finished 19th here in, in 13 and 58th in and 09. Um, like I said, missed the cut last week. Hopefully that will knock some some ownership down a little bit on him. Um, and then Emiliano Grito, uh, another guy who can – if he's if he's on, he's, he's good. Um, again, another guy who's a shitty putter, so – if it's not a putting contest, um, i like him to be able to compete here. So, for me, fa- like favorite play would be Kokrak, then Stanley, Strillman, and, and Grail.
0: One guy I want to ask you about, because I have him written down here, I like the Kokrak call quite a bit. I'm curious to see his ownership after the performance last week. But one guy that you, you like to talk about a lot, and he's made a boatload of consistent cuts. He's never played here before. What's your thoughts on Andrew Putnam?
1: Uh, I mean, just not up high up on the model he he has made a shit ton of cuts in a row um he didn't hit it particularly well at uh at the saint jude which is his last event um but he did play o- uh, across the pond there and played pretty well made the cut at the open championship and the scottish open i don't know um uh i i won't be on him most likely yeah, just i'm not saying you have to play him I just yeah, i'm with you I just,
0: you know him a lot better than i do uh,
1: so. well i've man i've not been on him since like for a, a while and I've missed a shit ton of, of yeah. him like playing well so that sucks but I don't know man it looks it seems like his putter was just on maybe he figured something out in the last week or so but we'll see okay we'll check it out
0: but yeah the Cochran call makes sense I'm gonna keep riding the Brian Harmon wave I know he's missed two cuts in his last six events but when he makes the cuts of sixth 26th seventh eighth uh, he's playing very very well I'll go back to Harmon at 72 because no one plays him he's like really low owned every time he's out there so I like Harmon at seventy two hundred. I like the Kyle Stanley call at seventy two. We've talked about him many times in the the uh, ages of this podcast about when it's a ball striker's course. Kyle Stanley is a very, very good ball striker. That's why he's heck. He's a top fifty player a lot of the time just because of ball striking alone. He's not winning tournaments. His putting sucks. Finished fiftieth here in thirteenth, but thirteenth, fourteenth, eighteenth. He's made six straight cuts uh, on tour right now. So. Stanley at seventy two. I do have Stielman at seven thousand. I'll go back to that. Well, he had so many chances on both those days, like really makeable birdie putts. I know the greens were crazy, so it's hard to say they were makeable. But man, he he was hitting the ball well. He just he just didn't execute when it came down to crunch time, and that was tilting because, like I said, I had a very good five or six that um, it still made money. But what could have been. Um, and then the other guy I want to mention is Siwoo Kim in the GPP at seventy one hundred bucks. This is one of those guys I wanted to mention him down here because he's very tilting at times, but he's one of these cheap guys that has proven he can win on tour. He finished top five again last week. Um, this is a guy that can definitely make some waves on a um, in a lineup for seventy one hundred bucks, trying to pull him up here. There he is, fifth place last week. But then you know he missed two, four. Six straight cuts, a 41st, two missed cuts. He's uber tilting, so GPP only, but I wanted to bring him up because he's one of those guys that can uh, get aggressive, can score some birdies to make up for the bogeys that he will make. But uh, GPP-wise at 71, he had my attention. All right, 6K range. I have a handful of guys again. I will narrow it down like I did last week, but where are you looking at?
1: Uh, Start up top there at 6900 with, with Marty Laird. I know he... Missed the cut last week, um, started off really well, and then somehow shot three over on Friday uh, to, I believe. Yeah, he shot 200 for the week, so he was uh, like one shot off. But uh, before, you know, obviously that debacle um, was playing really well and started really well last week, so I'll go back to him at $6,900. Uh, Sep Straka, you know, I mean, 6600 GPP obviously only. Been playing in all the shit field events recently and playing obviously pretty well with 39th, twelfth, third, twenty sixth in his last four starts, missed the cut the three M, but eleventh the Rocket Mortgage. So I I actually will play him, I do believe, at sixty six hundred. And then again, Roger Sloan talked about him last week, sixty four hundred. He uh started a little slow, um, had some some good rounds mixed in with a couple bad rounds there. When I say bad, I mean even poor one under it's not terrible but uh long story short on him you know it, it, i think he's worth a look at 6400 never played here but those would be my three in, in the 6000s here
0: um i like bryce garnett quite a bit at 6900 bucks made a five straight cuts clean a sixth place last weekend throw an 18th and a 17th in there as well uh he's coming in really good form uh bud collie at 68 it's another guy that's on my my list here Made four straight cuts, 22nd and 18th in his last two events. Never played here, but coming in in form. Uh, Vaughn Taylor at 67, I mentioned him last week. A lot of these less than driver courses, I like him. He played here in 09 he and finished 64th. He's made at least seven straight cuts, including a sixth and a fourth over that stretch of time in two of his last four events. So Vaughn Taylor at 67 has my attention. You mentioned Seb Straka. I, I do like him in GPP. You talked about him last week. He got it done. He's that guy. As long as his putter doesn't completely fail, uh, he he can make it happen. Uh, Corey Connors, you mentioned him in the past when it comes to ball striking and approach game. Twenty second and twenty seventh in his last two tour events. Come on to keep an eye on. I was all over Ryan Armour last week. He dominated, and now he's down to sixty five hundred bucks this week. Well, he, he dominated outside of like Saturday's just do nothing today. but he finished twenty second. He's made f- um, five of his last six cuts. He's sixty five hundred bucks. I don't mind him at all. And then the last guy. I seem to mention him a lot, but I haven't played him yet. I might just need to. Sebastian Munoz has made five straight cuts, including an 11th and a 9th in his last uh, two of his last three events, Uh, and then an 11th and a 10th prior to his two missed cuts. So he's coming in a pretty decent form for $6,400. I don't hate it. So like I'm saying, you can make some Brooks lineups because there's guys down here you can take darts on. You're not going to play these guys in cash games anyways. So if you're going to go GPP, Stars and Scrubs, there's a handful of guys down here I don't mind. Uh, mixing and matching with and um, build, I did a lot of like two 6k lineups last week and worked out okay so well I make three lineups so I shouldn't say a lot but I made a couple um, alright Jesse let's recap the DraftKings scoring our top plays by price point in the 10k and above range if you're playing one guy who are you playing
1: uh, I'd say Brooks
0: yeah it's gotta be Brooks it's hard not to say Brooks I know that's the easy way out but it's hard not to say Brooks uh, nine k. Give me two guys,
1: Fleetwood and Webb.
0: Fleetwood and Webb for me as well. So we were the same there earlier. So that's fine. But now it gets fun. Give me three guys in the eight k range.
1: Uh, Scott Morikawa and uh, and Day.
0: I'll go Molinari,
1: Reed, and Billy Ho.
0: Uh, two guys, seventy five hundred and above.
1: Sabs and uh, and Wolf. I'll
0: go Sabs and uh, CH three. All right, give me three guys, seventy four to seven thousand.
1: Uh, Kokrak, Stanley, and Strelman.
0: I'll go Harmon, Stanley, and Strelman. So we got two out of the three. They're the same. Give me two guys below six k. Uh,
1: Laird and, and and Straka.
0: Right now, I'll go Bryce Garnett and Ryan Armor. That'll be my two for now. But like, I like Straka's call a lot. There's a lot of guys down there that. Will not tell people not to play because I think they can make some interesting. I think you might be winning GPPs based on the six K guys more than just kind of surviving this week. Because whoever, which one, whichever one, there'll be a couple that finish like top twenty. That'll be your your difference makers right there. All right, if you're starting a GPP line. Give me three guys.
1: Um, for GPP, I, I mean, you know, it. I, I would probably. I mean, I think more Morikawa is is. A good GPP play. Um, I would throw Strillman in there as well. And then uh, and Brooks, if you can make it work.
0: Yeah, my GPP start would be Brooks, Woo. and Straka. Boom and bust. Uh, give me three cash game starters
1: uh, Fleetwood, Whip, Webb Simpson, and Patrick Cantley.
0: Yeah, Webb, Billy Ho, and CH3 for me. All right. You got any winners or people you think might win this week? um webs 25 to one for anybody curious
1: <laughs> yeah uh you know fleetwood what's what's the odds on there? Fleetwood's
0: 22 to one
1: yeah i mean that's not terrible what about uh i mean it's just hard to see a super long shot win in this event but usually
0: usually the cream rises the crop in these fights. usually
1: yeah 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 well um yeah, that's, yeah,
0: I'd... yeah. I think, I think Patty Reed at 55. <laughs> I'm just going to stop you so you don't have to do it. I think Patty Reed at 55 and Billy Ho at 60 are kind of interesting to me, but uh, it's tough. I think the big boys are going to show up, but you never know. The way this season of golf is, who knows? It's the best way I can put it. <laughs> who knows? But uh, any final thoughts this week? 122 men field, limited cut action here before no cuts going forward.
1: I don't, it's like the kind of last week to really truly play cash that's like a legitimate week or whatever um and uh so yeah other than that uh that's it man it's winding down here it'll be over before we know it
0: Yep, winding winding down just to start it up all over again but everybody can check out jesse on twitter at dfs golf guys the podcast at always press dfs and i'm at media have a rating or review on itunes we'd much appreciate it but until next time This was the always pressing PGA DFS podcast preview of the 2019 Northern Trust. Catch you guys later.